This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for Sunday, December 13th, 2015. The Gospel is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 3, verses 7 through 18. The message is by Father Ron Baird. Well, we've come to the third Sunday of Advent. It's hard to believe Christmas is just around the corner. About a week and a half away, almost two weeks, I guess, still. Not far. We've lit three candles now. The first candle was the candle of hope. We talked about the need for hope in the world. The second candle is the, question, is the candle of faith. That's what we talked about last week when we talked about the conflict of faith that is going on and how uh, the church has a role in, in dealing with the things that are going on in the world. And then today we light the third candle, which is a different color. Now, most people would say it's pink. But it's actually supposed to be called rose, um, or even closer, which should be called Gaudette, um, from which we get the word gaudy. Now, to us, gaudy means ugly, uh, but it used to mean bright and colorful and festive. Um, And so it's clearly more festive than the purple is. Um, And today has a special name. It is Laudate Sunday. And Laudate is the Latin word from which we get the English word laud. Um, and, and we um, say that we sing it in one of the hymns, all glory, laud, and honor. Laud means praise, to give praise. And the theme for this third candle is joy. Joy, because that's really what Christians are supposed to be known, known for. It's, <clears throat> it's one of the fruits of the Spirit, and I would even suggest maybe one of the major fruits of the Spirit is joy. Because when the church is filled with joy, then we have good news to share. <clears throat> now the funny thing about it is, is that you wouldn't really know that, would you? You know, about 75% of our country still identifies themselves as Christian, in some form or other, and about, oh, half of those might be in church on any given Sunday, and probably a little less than half. And you have to wonder, why is that? You know, if you think about it, if every person who calls themselves a Christian was in church, today, do you know that there aren't enough seats in all the churches in the United States to hold them? We'd have to have people standing in the parking lot. But they aren't here. And I suspect that's because joy isn't really particularly what Christians are known for. Because there are far too many grumpy Christians. And do you all know any grumpy Christians? There are a lot of them. And I always wonder, how can you really be a Christian and be grumpy? You know, maybe a temporary kind of thing, like when you stub your toe or something, but as a, as a way of life. And we all know those people. I mean, because when we're around joyous people, we like being around joyous people, don't we? It's fun. I mean, you're uplifted, you know, life is good. And then there are those people who, when you see them coming, you go down the other aisle at the grocery store. Um, or those people at work that you know when they walk in, they're going to be criticizing something <laughs> that you've done. And, and you just so much look forward to talking to them, and, and you wish they would go away. And yet they still think they're Christian. But how could you possibly not be filled with joy and enthusiasm and encouragement if you're Christian? You know, Paul says that the in, in today's epistle, he said, he said, rejoice always. Now, when are you supposed to rejoice? Always. He didn't say occasionally. In the accent, he said, again, I say to you, Rejoice. So it's sort of like you're supposed to rejoice always and then some more. 
Now, how are we supposed to do that in the face of all the calamities and problems and trials that life brings us? You know, in the face of terrorists who come in and, and kill people, in the face of uh, natural disasters that kill people, in the face of disease that racks people's bodies. How can you be joyous in the middle of that? Well, he goes on to tell us how you do it. And it's one of those things about life that it, it's a, the, the solution is extremely simple. It's just really hard. But it's very simple. He says, worry about nothing. How you guys doing on that? You do a good job? It says, worry about nothing. Now, that's not kind of a Pollyannish thing where it's like, oh, well, who cares? I don't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. He says, worrying about nothing because the Lord is near. You see, to be able to worry about nothing and never you know, fret about things or try to be in control of your environment, you have to have a fundamental belief that God is in control, that he is driving the bus, and that we will get to the place that he wants us to be in the end. And that no matter how many you know, diversions through our acts of free will and sin that we get, you know, drive it off the path slightly, the trajectory is always towards his perfect completion, and it's always going to end up exactly the way he wanted it to be. If we believe that, if we really know that, then why do we have to worry? Because what could possibly get in the way? I mean, even death itself couldn't get in the way, if you think about it. And that's probably about the worst thing that could happen to you, is you die. But even if you die, he'll raise you from the dead and still bring you to his perfect ending. And so there, there's always hope in the midst of that. And last week, as we talked about how we combat terrorism, it really kind of culminates in, in this theme for today, is joy. The way you really combat terrorism is with joy. Because Terrorism is about spreading fear. They love it when people are terrified and afraid of, of their very existence and don't know what's going to happen to them. But imagine if they were confronted with a faith that says, doesn't really matter what you do to us. We'll still conquer in the end because our God is sovereign over all. We'll win. So we won't let you beat us down with your terror. We won't let you make us afraid of our neighbors and afraid to go out and afraid to do the things we normally do. Because our God is greater than anything you could possibly do to us. Now, that kind of message could become contagious. You know, have you ever been, um, well, we'll give you a different example. On TV, have you ever noticed that if you watch a comedy that there are always people laughing on the TV? Who are those people? <laughs> you can't see them. Well, the reason why you can't see them is because they're not there. They have laugh tracks. Now, why do they bother to put laugh tracks in? Because it makes you laugh. That's right. Have you ever been in a room where somebody was laughing